Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. We're going to be in the book of John chapter 2. John's pretty easy to find. It's the fourth book in the New Testament. Uh, It's pretty far back in a paper Bible. You can use your phone if you'd like. Uh, Of course, this weekend, we're going to talk about Uh, Mother's Day kind of stuff. Let's begin with some stats on how much money is spent on Mother's Day weekend. Here we go. $35.7 billion estimated will be spent this year on the Mother's Day holiday. $274.02 per person. How many of you need to go shop some more? We're behind. I don't know how they come up with that number. It must include travel or something. Uh, um, A fun fact on the Mother's Day deal, it's the, according to some studies, the second most expensive holiday. Here at the church, we make it a big deal. Typically, we add some extra budget. We do special Drinks, those are some special drinks. Did you guys get your little special drinks? There we go, right, that, that thing. Uh, we typically take extra time to pray, and we had the custom-built Plinko game, which cost us tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> but the point is, Mother's Day is a big deal, and it really should be. I think for most of us, it may not be all of us, but most of us, if we pause and consider our moms or our mom figures in our life, could be our spiritual moms, uh, they deserve a sense of honor because they really, really have done so much. Who deserves more honor than our moms? And chances are they're way up there on the list considering my own mom, and if I were to give either my mother or my father a uh, parental effort award, it'd have to go to my mom. And I had a pretty good dad, but the amount of things that my mom did for me and challenged me to do, she would get the award. I was thinking of my own household. Here's a picture. It's a little bit older picture of my family. And uh, most of the good things, so many of the good things that are going on in my family, we're, we, we feel really blessed, um, and most of it's my wife's fault. Because <laughs> she did so many things. So here's the question of the day. What am I doing for mom this weekend, or mom types? Those women who have filled that role been helpful to our development, our care. By the way, this is a question that would probably be on God's list because honoring parents, honoring our mothers is a big deal to God. You may not have thought of this. If, if we consider the Ten Commandments, most of you have probably heard of the Ten Commandments. Most of, it, most of us might not be able to get all ten right. So we should do a quiz. <laughs> Somebody just started sweating like, no, let's not do a quiz. Okay. <laughs> But, but uh, here's the first, we'll hit the first four commandments quick. Uh, don't have any other gods before God. You shall not make an idol. You shall not misname 
misuse the name of the Lord. Number four, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Number five, it's the first horizontal command having to do with how we treat each other. The first one, here it is. Honor your father and your mother. It's the fifth command, first one horizontal. By the way, this command comes before don't murder. You ever thought of that? I've never thought about that before. Must be a pretty big deal. So hold that thought. We're going to talk about how to honor our moms, our spiritual moms, the important ladies in our life. Here's our plan. We're going to look at an interaction between Jesus and his mother Mary. Um, Basically, Jesus' mother is going to ask him for a favor, and he's going to say yes. And here's what's going on. Jesus is at the beginning of his public ministry life, He has been baptized by John the Baptist. He's gathered 12 disciples. He's not yet fully embarked on his public teaching thing. And at this point, he's not done any miracles. But today, his wife, I mean, his mom is going to ask for something. And it's going to be the first recorded miracle from Jesus. Uh, So we'll start in verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet Come, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Uh, so Jesus basically tells the servants to go to get these stone water jars, to fill, fill them with water, and then they take it to the master of the banquet, which to me feels kind of like the head caterer person, and he tastes the water that's now wine. So a miracle has happened. And it says in verse 9, the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. One more verse. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. So the title of the talk is Mother's Day. Jesus honors his mother. And we're going to look at two ideas, two things here that Jesus does that I think apply to us and how we can honor the moms, our spiritual moms, important women in our lives. By the way, there are dozens of things that we can do to honor mom. We should do them. But we'll just focus on two things from this text. Let's pray. This is a big deal, Father. I'm not sure. Gosh, the whole command, 
it comes before don't murder just reminds me this is important so will you challenge us today with these ideas and my hope is that today and not just during mother's day but today tomorrow in the days weeks months years ahead we might do well at obeying the fifth command and honoring our moms. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, two ideas from the text. First one is this. Jesus honored his mom by adjusting his schedule significantly, if you're writing that down, hand out, significantly. Get this from verse 3 and 4. It's where mom says to Christ, they have no more wine. And he says, woman, why do you invite? By the way, uh, culturally, he didn't, he didn't say, woman? <laughs> woman? I don't think he did that to his mom. Like, woman? Why? That's that. So there was more of a term of honor, just FYI. Woman, I'm sure he said it with love. Woman, why do you involve me? And then Jesus says, my hour has not yet come. Another uh, translation or uh, Bible, the Amplified Bible says, Jesus said to her, dear woman, that's helpful, what is, what is it that you, what is that to you and me? He says, my time to act and be revealed has not yet come. Jesus is saying to his mother, there's a timeline for when I'm supposed to start doing the miracle thing, and this is not the time. A couple side things here. If you didn't know, God is pretty uh, serious about timing. Doesn't, he just doesn't throw everything together. About timing and doing things in order. Galatians 4.4 4 says, but when the right time came, God sent his son. A little more fun facts here. In the Bible, there's kind of two words for time. Often, times, there's two words for time. Uh, the first one is chronos. It's time. It's a particular time. It's a season. It's measured by the clock. So right now, it's 1035 chronos. It, does that make It's like calendar. Oh, now we do this, 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 according to the clock. The other aspect of time is kairos. It's, the, it's a time or season. It's a fitting opportunity, and it has to do with the right timing. Now, I'll leave that up there. God is arguably way more interested in kairos, in the timing of things, than, oh, wait, it's 7 o'clock. Now I need this to happen. So in the text... When Jesus says it's not the right time, Jesus is not saying, no, mom, I'm supposed to do the wine miracle at 7.15, and it's only 7.07. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the timing here is off. Now, here's the amazing thing, right? Because God has this order to the gospel and all this plan. This is the crazy thing here in the text. Jesus adjusts all that because of his mom's request. Is that not a big deal? 
You can write this down. Jesus adjusts the preordained gospel story timeline for mom. Are you kidding me? You talk about doing something that shows us the priority and the, the challenge of honoring our parents and our mom. I picture it, maybe it didn't happen like this, but I picture it something like, you know, Mary saying, oh, son, they're out of wine. Jesus going, mom, not the right time. And, and she just looks at him. <laughs> and Jesus, okay. I'm sure he's walking in the spirit and talking to the father. And somewhere in here, the whole Godhead says, okay, well, if mama ain't happy, nobody happy. <laughs> Dude, does that, if there's just really this thing here. And so this brings a really simple application for us. Here it is. Am I willing to flex my schedule for my important ladies? The answer should be Yes. Am I willing to flex my schedule when they have a need, when I see a situation, when they show up too early or they're a little bit late? Don't get whacked out. Honor your mom. Just thinking in my own life, my mom passed away a few years ago. Here's one of the, late, the last pictures I had with my mom. And I can remember as she aged, uh, she had different health issues, had more, you know, doctor's appointments and every once in a while, fairly often. It would be like Monday and she would call and she would say, oh, Mark, I forgot to tell you, tomorrow at two, I have a doctor's appointment. And internally, I'd be like, come on, mom, I have a job. You know, if you ever get like, Did you, and you're just telling me now that you have a but because she was my mom, the practical side of honoring my mom was okay. <sighs> figure, we would then, most of the time, you try to figure it out because it's mom. By the way, for those of us who want to mature in Christ and be serious followers of God, flexibility is a general spiritual uh, skill. Jesus regularly showed intuitive flexibility in the moment. Although he kept his agenda going, people would come up and say, hey, my son is dying. And he would, he had the capacity to not be driven by his own calendar and his own wishes, but to, but to shift and say, okay, I'm going to take care of that. Does that make sense? If you're just digging a little bit, if you're super if you're rigid with your own calendar and your own agenda, get close to God. He'll help you with that. Because if we're going to be helpful to other people, if we're going to honor other people, if we're going to love our neighbor, that is not driven most of the time by tick-tock time. Oh, wait, it's, you know, it's 645. I guess I'll love my neighbor for 15 minutes. It's not the way it works. So the first idea, Jesus honored his mom by significantly, by, by what does it say? Adjusting his schedule significantly. And I'll, I'll drill into this just a tiny bit, too, just before we move on. Pause. Will you pause and think of your mom or your spiritual mom or people you'd like to honor? What does that look like in your life? How about we do that? 
So if you see your mom taking out the trash and you're sitting there watching Netflix, shut Netflix off, get your carcass out of the chair and go help your mom. Some of you are like, oh, you're really, you're, you're really getting practical now. Yeah, how about that? Or if she says, it's time for dinner, don't whine and go, but it's a minute. I just, I, can I have five more minutes? Shut up. Go to the table. Say, thank you, mom. How about that? Can I get an amen from any of the ladies? That was the first idea. Second idea is this. Jesus honored his mom by exceeding expectations. Expectations. Exceeding expectations. We're going to talk about the value of doing your best, doing a great job at what you do. We'll get back to the text in a second, but my youngest daughter just recently graduated from college with a nursing degree which is wonderful. And I got to the graduation and I saw alongside of her name some little asterisks and checked it out at the bottom. She not only graduated with the degree, but she graduated with some summa cum laude of something, you know, whatever that Latin word is, it's probably Latin. But I remember when I looked down, by the way, I would have been proud of her to graduate. But when I looked down and she had the little things, I'm like, oh, well, look at that. Because she, she didn't just, she worked hard enough to not, to not just, you know, graduate. But I thought, oh, how cool is that? Just from a parent, there's so much value or blessing or gratitude in our hearts when we see our, and know that our children didn't just get by, but did extra effort to do their very best. Does that make sense? I think there's some of that potentially in this text when the master of the banquet tastes the water that had been turned into wine, and then he shares his impression of the wine with somebody else, he says, you have saved the best till now. The best. And I, I don't know that this happened, but I'm wondering, I would submit to you, if Mary realized or got to know that Jesus made really, really good wine. That can be a moment for mom because he exceeded expectations. By the way, to be clear, no one asked for really, really good wine. Mom didn't say, hey, Jesus, they're out of wine and make really, really good stuff. And I think, this is just my flesh, that it would have been easy to say, Mom, are you kidding me? Make wine? We're already, okay, well, I'm just going to get all these wine. I'm just going to get the average. You're only going to get the box stuff. Because, right? Because you didn't, ask, does that make sense? Like, you wouldn't have to. No, there, no one is asking him to do a really, really great job and have the really good. So why not just go, okay, well, I'm, I'm changing the timeline here, so you're not going to get good stuff. But that's not what he does. By the way, there's probably a whole point there on the characteristics of God. He doesn't make average. He brings the best. Here's the idea, you can write it down. Jesus likely gave Mary a proud mama moment. 
because he did a great job. He did his best. It probably didn't happen, but I can imagine Mary hearing, oh, it's really good wine, and maybe Mary tasting the wine and going, and look at, and at Jesus saying, you made good wine, didn't you? And Jesus saying, love you, mom. It's because he just did the best. It's a final thought here. No, 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 we won't go there yet. Let me give you some Bible verses. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. Do your best. Galatians 6.9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. In Luke 9, Something that we would surely want to hear at the end of our life when God, through Jesus Christ, might welcome us into eternity. Wouldn't it be great if he says, well done, and not just, oh, you're finished. How about, well done, you did well, daughter, you did well, son. So last thought, is my performance making important people proud. Just a little poke for us. How you doing it? Doing your best. Something that you can do to honor your mom and parents. Something you can do to honor your father in heaven. Why don't you stand and we'll pray. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.